Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Foreigner with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. One last day. Oh, boy. Dude, I got to tell you, you're like, uh, like you just ran a marathon. <laughs> and you're tapping out of the, at the final turn. This is, this is it. This is like when I see those people run across the uh, Boston Marathon finish line. You see them running for that half mile and they're just uh, out of body because they're in so much pain and they're... And I'm always like, those poor people. And now I feel exactly what I think. Yeah, I you're, you're exactly where those people are. Oh, boy. Uh, listen, there's a river flood warning until 8 o'clock this morning from Hampton County down to Hartford and beyond. Uh, Western Mass towns, including Montague, Northampton, Holyoke, including the Holyoke Dam, and Springfield. So be very, very careful. Today, thunderstorms. Uh, some could be severe, a high of 81. Variable clouds tonight, more thunderstorms, low of 70. Saturday and Sunday aren't looking much better. Cloudy in the morning tomorrow with showers and thunderstorms developing later in the day and a high of 87. It's 66 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Yakov Smirnov is going to join us after 8 o'clock this morning. Oh, boy, I'm excited about this one. He's uh, involved in a new project called uh, the Cubaverse, and he'll tell you all about that. And also Alicia Dennis. She's uh, from uh, People Magazine Investigates and ID. Their, uh, their season just began. Their seventh season began on Monday. We'll talk about the show, what's coming up next week, and uh, that's after 7. I'm ex- I'm excited to talk to both these people. One, uh, Yakov was uh, someone I looked up to when I was a kid, and then uh, Alicia uh, involved with the show that uh, I fall asleep to sometimes, which probably makes me a serial killer. So It's... It's not because of the show. It's just, it's, yeah. just in general. Yeah. Just in general. It's 537 with Bax and Nagel. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 755 and BTO with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. His final day before Steve comes back on Monday. Thank you so much for, uh, for filling in. I've had a blast. It has been a test of endurance, but also very, very fun. You know, you've uh, you really kind of showed your mettle as a man. You, know, you walked in here you know, without <laughs> batting an eye. You, you weren't late a single day. And that is impressive. You, you, <laughs> That's the only thing I should deserve credit for. You've you've completed four radio shows and five stand-up shows in a week, and yep. you still manage to come back here every single time on time. Still kicking that ride here from Chickabee gets more dangerous every day. <laughs> Sliding around corners like I'm in Tokyo Drift, Fast well, and the Furious. We're going to make this easy on you. Uh, comedian Yakov Smirnov is going to join us after 8 o'clock. Today. How can you not stay awake to talk to a guy like that? You know, I, I told you the other day, um, Mike Scully from West Springfield, yeah. a former executive producer of The Simpsons, yep. used to write jokes for Yakov. That's incredible. Yeah, back in the uh, in the eighties, like one of his first writing jobs was writing for him. Now, so I have never met any of the Scullies, but being in comedy, I'm completely aware of the work and listening to the show sometimes, know how closely they are affiliated to it. Uh, I uh, I can't believe at one point that guy. That's what. That's his break in the biz, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. You, you think of all the of all the comics that you'd want to write for. <laughs> yeah, Yakov was probably the the easiest hire at that point. I wonder if uh, when you write for comedians, uh, and I've I've written for a few and a few teams. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Far be it from me to poo-poo an idea purely based on my nationalistic ignorance. 
But there are some things that I, as an American, simply do not care about. For example, I'm not jacked up about the idea of chowing down on a plate of haggis. You know, the Scottish national dish in which organ meat of a sheep is ground up and boiled beyond recognition inside a bag made of the sheep's own stomach. It's sure, I'm sure it's delicious, but I think I'm all set. But that's not the only UK tradition that I'm all set with, because uh, their traditions are usually awful. Case in point, there's the game of cricket. Cricket sucks, and yet there are some people under the distorted belief that Americans, like us, are sorry for that sort of thing, and I'm here to tell you that that is not true. Yesterday was the opening match for the All-American Professional Cricket League. Yesterday, the Texas Super Kings hosted the Los Angeles Knight Riders at the 7,200-seat Prairie Stadium near Dallas. This was the opening match for the Major League Cricket, a newly formed league that is attempting to take a British game and no one in America understands or cares about. The league is made up of six teams, none of which reside here in Massachusetts, which I think is a blessing, but the people of the New York, not so lucky. They'll be trying their best to lure New Yorkers into unwittingly following their new team, the MI New York, who is slated to face the San Francisco Unicorns later this afternoon at 3 o'clock during the opening round of a 17-day long tournament. Folks, I would rather watch an entire WNBA basketball season than watch professional cricket. I would rather watch high school level math competitions than buy a ticket to American cricket. I would rather order up a second juicy helping of boiled haggis than spend a day at the pitch. Sure, the British love it, but these are the same people that spent the last 300 years ignoring the fundamentals of basic dentistry. These are the people that gave us the Spice Girls and Oasis. There's only so much of their awful culture that we should be forced to take, and it certainly shouldn't start with cricket. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a dirty deck? Got a filthy fence? Deck wash, fence wash, patio and house wash, all on sale at Rocky's. So are cabin exterior stains. Pretty up the place and save a few bucks along the way with mold armor washes and cabot stains from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and Journey with Baxton Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, if you're going to be uh, doing stuff outside today, you might want to reconsider that. There is a river flood warning until 8 o'clock this morning from Hamden County down to Hartford. This includes uh, towns like Montague, Northampton, Holyoke, including Holyoke, the Holyoke Dam and uh, the Springfield area. There's going to be thunderstorms today, and it ain't going to look very nice for the next couple of days. A high of 81 today, and it is 67 degrees already in downtown Springfield. It always concerns me. Uh, when you hear them mention the Holyoke Dam in the weather report, like specifically, like yeah. you know, like that was, <laughs> I wouldn't have said the Holyoke Dam had the the weather alert not mentioned it by name. Yeah, you know, I in my whole life, I don't know if I've ever heard it mentioned. It's just been there for a hundred years. Everyone, even people in Holyoke, take it for granted. No one talks about it. It makes me really nervous that they're mentioning it in the weather report, and uh, it begs me the question. And maybe some listener might know the answer, but. What would happen if that thing actually let go? Um, I think everything down below would get very, very wet. Yeah, well, they, I mean, I'm, a, I'm not a scientist yes. by any means. <laughs> so I'm just saying that that's my guess. You have no research to back that up. But, no, uh, I, I, my just... my uh, my fields of study would not include <laughs> dams <laughs> and water. But it may, you know, 
I always wondered in West Springfield how they have the dikes there and Chicopee, they have the dikes alongside the river. And it was like, why would they have those? You know, if you see how far they are from the river, but I, I wonder if that's why they have them. If that dam ever let go, if that's what they would use or, or, or whatnot. Well, I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, to be honest, I think anytime you've got a dam like that, you got to have some, some fail safe, you know, things to take care of, you know, the next huge problem. But that, I mean, I can't even imagine what that would what that would mean and and it's even kind of hard to imagine well what happens if the dam is compromised and water's getting over it right you know what happens once that i mean that dam i've seen pictures of them making the dam it's all stone so it's not like it's an earthen dam so yeah. for it to break would really be a crazy thing um but i do know like every year or two years or something they send scuba people down to survey the actual dam yeah and i talked to one of the guys who was part of one of those survey you know, teams. And I was like, that must've been fascinating. You know what I mean? To, to, to do that. And he's like, no, it was terrifying and I'd never do it again. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I would never do that again. And I don't know if I'd ever swim in the Connecticut river again after doing that. And that really, I was like, (laughs) what do you see? That's what I said. And he was like, he said it with like, you ever talk to like a, a veteran who you know saw some really crazy stuff? Yeah, and they just allude to like roughly to what they saw, and, you're, and you don't want to ask follow up questions because they seem visibly upset by it. That's what he seemed like. And then I said, "Why? What did you see?" And he said, "I saw things that I can't even imagine are in that river." And I was like, "What? Like what?" He's like, "I saw fish and weird things that aren't even." I don't think supposed to be in the river. The only thing I could think of is maybe like sturgeon or something like that. Yeah, that's a scary looking fish. It looks sure, like a giant dinosaur or something. But but who knows what else he saw well, while he was under there? You remember um, was it last year? Maybe the year before they drained Watershops Pond in Springfield. Yes, yeah, yeah. And they found all kinds of things, you know old abandoned vehicles, yes. uh, uh, you know bicycles. Yeah. Uh, potentially some uh some bodies of you know, former gangland slayings yeah. I mean, you just don't even know and uh yeah i mean it was they drained it because it was you know they do that every now and then you wonder well if that's what they found in springfield imagine Holyoke. imagine what they got going on in Holyoke. I was like, the, to me, the more terrifying thing would just be driving through Holyoke to get to the dam i would be like <laughs> wow but i'm just kidding all the Holyoke people yeah, you know, but but uh, I mean, you, you call it what it is. Sometimes that might just be a more dangerous drive <laughs> than driving actually into the dam. Just playing the stats here. No, uh, hey, listen, you know. you're a numbers guy. I totally get it. <laughs> Running the numbers. Um, yeah, well, I I it's very concerning to me. And I remember yesterday we did the weather and we were like, oh, it's going to be light. You know, it's, the rains aren't going to be that bad. Whatever. But last night when I got done the the last show. Yeah, I told you it was like the sky had opened up, and it was yeah. a good twenty minutes of that kind of rain. The uh, the highest crest of the river uh, in Springfield uh, recorded seventeen feet oh yesterday. Uh, that's still below flood stage. Okay. Twenty feet. They're three feet away. That's, uh, that's close. Now you got rain today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Jeez. And I have, and the only reason I'm saying till Sunday because I haven't bothered to look at Monday yet, and yeah. uh, and I don't even want to know. I, I almost don't. I almost want to be hold on to whatever ignorance I still have. <laughs> well, let's be honest. The other reason that uh, 
neither of us want to know is because uh, we're probably both leaving for the weekend and we're like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all later. Yeah, but, I, but I'm going to like, uh, you know, to New Hampshire, which has already kind of dealt with their yeah. their issues. So you're making the run up even uh, even though the weather's not going to be good. You're, you're... Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm doing it for a number of reasons. One, I want to be, uh, you know, on, on higher ground. And I'm like, two, two, do you have an inside track about this day? <laughs> no, not really. No, I don't. I believe, again, my field of study is different. <laughs> But um, but the air conditioning in my at my house uh, is not working right now. So, uh, but the air conditioning in the camper does work works beautifully. So you know, given a uh, comparative risk analysis, <laughs> I would much rather sleep in a comfortable environment yes. than sleep in a house that, quite frankly, is a sweat box. Does that? Do you think? I think we're probably in the same thing. Can you sleep without? Like air conditioner or a fan or something. We, um, my wife can't sleep without a fan. Yeah. So now, air conditioner and a fan. Air conditioning and a fan. Wow, living and, the dream. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because she needs like that white noise. Yes, yeah. But yeah. she also likes the the a cooler room. Yep. Which I because we've been together for a number of years now, I've gotten used to. Yeah. So when. You know, like if I go to bed early or she's out of town, I go to bed, I turn on the fan because you're used now to it. I can't sleep without it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now it's like, well, okay, okay, so if we go up to New Hampshire in the camper, we'll have the air conditioning on, oh. I would assume, and certainly the fans. But it's like, you see, when I was a kid, we lived that we never had air conditioning at all in the house. My parents. Uh, Where'd you live in Sturbridge Village? How did you? <laughs> right, yeah. We had Plymouth, to churn our own butter. Plymouth Plantation. That's what we did. <laughs> no, we lived in uh, we lived in a little town of Rehoboth, and uh, we had no air conditioning. And my bedroom was on the second floor, yep. which of course, you know, on a hot day, everything rises. Oh, so my, my room was like a sauna. Ugh. And uh, so I had this gigantic, you know, box fan that sounded like like a jet engine was yeah. you know going down a tarmac. I think I know the one you're talking about. It was a big steel gray box fan. It was, this one was steel and it was green. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, it didn't have the knobs, so you had to take like a pair of like channel locks and <laughs> click it. Yeah, and when you put it on, and it was there was low and high and off. So there's no middle. It was no, you know, setting things. And you were committed or you weren't. That's it. And you couldn't do it halfway because yeah. low was wicked low, yeah. but, but high was like real powerful. But, you know, I just, you know, I always slept in a pool of my own sweat and it was disgusting. Yeah. Even, even my parents with their cars didn't have air conditioning. Oh, yeah. See, my father used to always buy the worst cars and they almost always not have air conditioning. So when he got one with air we were like, oh, please let this one last. Yeah. My know? my first car um, was my dad's car. He had given me a, a beautiful 1983 Toyota Tercel wagon. Oh, oh that was a living. talk about cherry. Save some of that. Save some of the ladies for the rest of us, you know. <laughs> With no air conditioning and only an AM radio. Oh, oh it was oh, sweet. Hot. Total, a total dream on wheels. What was that guy that used to do the, I'm Paul, that's the rest of the story. Yeah, Paul Harvey. Yeah, Paul Harvey. <laughs> Just you with a sweaty date, and you're like, would you like to listen to some Paul Harvey? Yeah, hey, get in the mood. Paul Harvey's coming up, and then Rush Limbaugh after that, and then, then making out. That's that's their plan for the day. Right, when you guys finish, you're like, that's the rest of the story. So, so as soon as I started to get, uh, you know, I started to work 
uh, and and get paid a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, that's when I said, from now on, <laughs> I don't care what station I am in life, I will not put up with an environment <laughs> that is not temperature controlled. I, I cannot live that way. Those are sweatshop conditions, and I will not abide <laughs> by this by this industrial cruelty. <laughs> that that we are both so American. Like we, th- this is like almost everywhere else in the world. Air conditioning is such a luxury. We are like it is. An, I don't blame you at all. I would drive two hours just for air conditioning for two days. Yeah, There's no, because I can't. I the same way you are, and and I just could not. I could not deal with still air, no noise, and yeah. it being hot. This is why I could never have joined the Peace Corps. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like I could never have done that because after, you know, feeding, you know, starving children all day or, you know, you know making uh, or, or farming or making, uh, you know, irrigation ditches or whatever, yeah. I would need to be in an in air-conditioned space. Is is the youth hostel air-conditioned? I, I had a friend who joined the Peace Corps to drill wells in Africa for towns that didn't have them. They used to have to walk to these wells and everything. And that was one of my first, my my first thought really was just like, you, do you, is it a tent? Do you have air conditioning? (laughs) Do they have electric? Do they have a fan? Like all of the, I mean, sure. I want to help those people, but come on, I have to be well rested. if I'm going to help these people. Listen, I, I I know this is life changing, right. life affirming work we're doing to helping right. uh, all of humanity, but I'm tender. Did I sweat? Oh no, I'm beating. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I would get out of Dodge for that too. Yeah, so hundred percent. So I uh, that's that's kind of the plan, and uh, you know we'll see whether it sticks. But I can't uh, I can't uh, be sleeping in I, listen, in the in this kind of uh, condition. Even if it's rainy and crappy up there, I'm telling you, you gotta. Just make the best of it. You got to go to this place um, in that area. There's about three or four of them. They're called the goat. The goat. It is an un... And then you, you just have to just tell your wife, order one fancy drink. They're, they're drinks after our heart. Really? They. Uh, I ordered like a chocolate something kind of drink. It was... The glass was chocolate frosted around the rim with chocolate. It had sp- sprinkles of M and M's on the top oh of it. Oh my god! It had Reese's Pieces in the bottom of it, and booze. And then it was, and then the accent, like you get a lime on your normal drink. The accent was one of those Choco Tacos. Oh my god! Oh really? yeah, with chocolate sauce oh, all dribbled. Oh my Jesus! It's the kind of drink that's gonna make it worth it when I lose my foot. Uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, it's, he had diabetes and a DUI. Yes, yeah. All in the same all night. All the same. You could really you could kill two birds with dot com. It's 627 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for uh, one more day. Steve comes back on uh, on Monday. While you're waiting for him to come back, check out the daily podcast. It's posted every single day. Uh, yesterday was a little late, but that's uh, it was a complicating factor. I'm not going to get into the details of that. However, you should also check out Baxi's musical podcast. Uh, my guest this week has been Joe Keithley of the Canadian hardcore band DOA. Now, you may say, well, I don't care about Canadians, and I don't care about hardcore, and I don't know anything about that guy. Well, it's a really interesting interview. This is a guy who's been around for the last 40 years, and he also happens to be a city councilor in his hometown of Burnaby, British Columbia. It's a hell of a story, and he's got a lot of great stories to tell in between. On Monday, uh, my guest is going to be J.T. Woodruff. He is the uh, the lead singer of the band Hawthorne Heights. 
Um, they are they've put together a festival tour that's coming to uh, Mansfield oh, on wow. September seventeenth, uh, called uh, Massachusetts is for Lovers, and it's a really unique, really interesting story about how he put this all together. This is the second year in a row that they've done it. And they're going to just eight cities around America, and they've carefully chosen each one of them. And uh, it's it's a really cool uh, festival, and uh, you should check that out. Every band on the on the on the on the in the list is a, is a headliner on their own. So really, wow. really cool. And that's coming up Monday. Uh, brought to you by uh, ZM Home Buyers. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a Rock102.com. I, I have a follow up question. Yeah. Is Mansfield, are they going to what used to be the uh, Tweeter Center? The that's the same place. Woods? Yep, that's the place. Yeah. And it's called Massachusetts is for Lovers? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're going to, like uh, like I said, a bunch of different cities. Like uh, I think it start off in Hawaii, so it's Hawaii is for Lovers. Yeah. They're going to be like Dayton, Ohio. and So, so uh, Dayton sa- is for, Ohio is for Lovers. It sounds great, uh, but uh, – it's. Uh, I wonder if he's ever been in the parking lot of Great Woods when it gets done at the, after the show because it sounds like anything but lovers. <laughs> hey, you jacket, move your car. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a bunch of. I've been there hey, many man. times, and I, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll confirm what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. a very aggressive way to get out. Did you ever notice that you can go to this concert, really enjoy yourself, have a wonderful time, be like, what a great show. What a! I need to be home. <laughs> it's a whole day of peace yeah. and love. It's like going to a museum, and be like, "This was wonderful painting," and then walking outside and be like, "I'll punch you in the face, buddy. Get out of my way." Six thirty-two with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred and two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. As I told you before, a river flood warning is in effect until 8 o'clock this morning from Hampton County all the way down to Hartford. Uh, this includes towns like Montague, Northampton, Holyoke, including the Holyoke Dam and Springfield. Uh, it's going to be thunderstorms today, tomorrow, tonight, Sunday. It ain't looking too good. And, of course, uh, water levels in the Connecticut River are still very high, prompted by weather events earlier in the weekend, continuing now. More rain uh, throughout the overnight, potentially posing more problems. Uh, the North Riverfront Park in Springfield, for example, large part of the park submerged under the river, including a six-foot fence wow. is under the river. Uh, the highest crest of the Connecticut River in the Springfield area recorded at 17 feet yesterday, uh, still below flood stage, technical flood stage, which is 20 feet. And, uh, of course, as a, as a result of this, Bacteria levels in the Connecticut River have increased, too, and according to the Connecticut Council on Environmental Quality, the pollution is severe, caused by existing stormwater control systems not being able to handle the flow when rainstorms turn into bigger ones. That means a lot of material that went into the waterways due to a diminished capacity. Contaminants in the water include nutrients, oils, fertilizers, pesticides, metals, animal waste washed off of roads, parking lots, and rooftops. When they tell you not to be swimming in this stuff, they have a good reason for it. Yeah. Uh, this physical and biological contamination makes swimming and other recreational activities unsafe. And since the large body of water cannot be filtered, there isn't much that can be done about it other than wait it out. And uh, the problem is uh, the uh, the Clean Water Act, or the, excuse me, the uh, the Connecticut Council on Environmental Quality uh, is saying that the Clean Water Act is slowly catching up to the situation 
where although they uh, where it could take years before public consumption of this water could happen again so where it's bad it's, it's it's very very bad yeah i mean uh i know it's bad because uh last week or whatever we were talking about how many gallons of uh, effluent left bondies and ended up in the river yeah and this week you haven't heard a mention of it because they've literally probably been like eh what are you gonna do yeah it's just why a can't, lot it's let's a just lot. say all, count. let's just say all the effluent is in the river <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much in fact don't even take a dump in your toilet just go right down on the side of the river and do it there <laughs> just just hanging out yeah. the uh, the memorial bridge Here, we're not saying it's going to be bad but if you see a large ball floating down the river that happens to be the basketball hall of fame say la vie we uh we were talking about uh farms uh over the last couple of days is yeah. uh ravaged farms throughout massachusetts are experiencing Pretty much the worst case scenario. Mountain View Farms, for example, with about 45 acres of produce, are now unsalvageable. Uh, we said uh, Mountain View wrote on a GoFundMe page, "We have uh, weathered weather storms and challenges before. This degree of loss is very difficult for us to z- absorb, and we are struggling to adjust." The uh, the GoFundMe page was posted two days ago with the uh, hopes of raising about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They've already raised about about one hundred and ten thousand dollars with about a thousand donations uh, placed so far. Uh, Hasn't closed a a, a distribution day in 16 years, 16 seasons uh, that they've been farming out there. And it's taken until Thursday to reopen to just limited capacity. But it ain't going to be a full capacity for a good long time. So if you can help them out and go fund me, please do. Yeah. What a what a cost. You know. If you value local farms you know what i mean if you value that which people should it's part of the history of our area it's part of the connection uh, that that to me is like one of those ones do you ever do that like do you ever like i used to have like a like if i made a lot of money in one shot yeah. you know even though i probably shouldn't have done that when i look at my financial situation today what i used to do is i would go on gofundme and i would look for causes and i would be like okay here's 30 dollars there 50 dollars here 30. i would just feel better doing wow. that yeah look at you, look at you being a humanitarian yeah man well, yeah, i mean sort of you know i'm not just a jerk for no reason you know so uh oh but, no you're a jerk with a purpose yes a jerk with a very good <laughs> he's purpose. a jerk but with a jerk with a heart gosh dang it i hate that guy but he did give us 25 bucks so uh uh, so I, I, that's like one of those things when you like local farms, you, you feel being a farmer is not easy work. You know what I mean? I'm complaining about doing all these shows and balancing radio and everything. Anyone who works on a farm is like, yeah, whatever, dude. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, it's like, you, it's hard to complain about how your, you know, your nose is to the grindstone. Right. And then you talk to a farmer about what they have to do to right. survive. Yeah, you know, yeah. In years past, I mean, I've I've done like CSAs and farm shares and stuff like right. that, and I've always liked the idea of buying stuff off the local guy. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always appreciated the fact that they, you know, first of all, this is better than probably anything else you're going to get anywhere, and you know, it's it's local stuff. I mean, yeah. I've always been I've I've always believed in that kind of thing. I, you know, I've talked about it before on the air, but I really one of the things I love about Chickabee is I I like going to McKinstry, the farm that they have there. They sure. Have, they have, you know, it's not a supermarket, but it's a really nice produce market, and they have everything that you could that you could want in there. And it's really, sometimes it's cheaper than what you pay, pay going to, like, a, a large grocery chain that, you know, they're, who knows where the produce is coming from, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I would hate to think about losing that. And I'm sure, you know, those people who are fans of that farm and, and of farming in general and local produce, uh, I think that's a good cause. People should donate. Federal prosecutors will not pursue the death penalty against two men charged with killing uh, notorious Boston uh, gang leader uh, Whitey Bulger. Uh, prosecutors said in a court filing that the uh, that in the event that uh, Freddie Gius, a former uh, mafia hitman, and Paul uh, D. Colagero, a Massachusetts gangster, are convicted in murder of uh, murdering uh, Bulger, they will not seek the death sentence for either one. Uh, Gius faced a possible death sentence if found guilty on an additional charge of murder by a federal prison a prisoner serving a life sentence, but prosecutors said they would not seek it in the event he's convicted on either charge. So, well, uh, it uh, makes me happy. Yeah, it's it's a feel good story. (laughs) It's a a feel good story of the year. Why should we go for an eye for an eye? Really? Well, you know what? If you go for an eye for an eye, then, uh, you know, Whitey got what uh, he deserved, I guess. You know, so, you know, I love you. (laughs) A, uh, a Holyoke man had barely driven into Westfield last week when he was pulled over by a motor vehicle equipment to, or for a motor vehicle equipment violation. Apparently, uh, state troopers in a court document said that uh, on July 7th uh, on North Road, a uh, going westbound, a Honda Acura that appeared to have excessively dark tinted windows was pulled over. The routine check revealed that the vehicle's owner was not a licensed owner. A licensed driver. The car was stopped, and the operator was Edgardo Fernandez, 36 of uh, of Holyoke. Uh, he told the uh, the state trooper that he only had his learner's permit at 36 years old. Uh, the state trooper called in for a tow truck and uh, used a meter to determine whether or not the tinting was too dark. It was, and uh, as it turns out, uh, Mr. Fernandez has, quote, an innumerable charges for firearms and narcotics possessions. What were the odds of that? <laughs> Actually, the odds are really much weirder when you consider that he went through the trouble of getting a learner's permit. I know. It's like, listen, if I'm going to if I'm going to run, run guns, if, if I'm going to run guns and drugs into Westfield, I'm going to have to do I'm going to have to follow the law. Uh, when they <laughs> he's taking he's taking his elderly father with him. Dad, I got to drop these guns off, but I need you to take the ride with me cuz you're a licensed driver. <laughs> uh the uh Fernandez gave the state trooper consent to search the vehicle. Uh, no uh, additional permission was necessary. But in doing so, uh, they found a tan, non-serialized pistol, also known as a Polymer 80, which mimics a Glock 19-inch with a magazine inserted into the magazine, as well as one found uh, 17 live 9mm rounds. Sure. Go ahead. Take a look. You're not going to find anything. Oh, by the way, don't look at that white powdery substance that was also there, too. A bundle of 10 wax bags labeled 420 Venom and a, f- and a bunch of other stuff. Because we have uh, a white powdery substance, small blue pills, uh, white bags, and tan powder inside. Go ahead. Take a look. Just as long as you don't take away my learner's permit. Because that took effort. I mean, let's not judge him. He's not guilty yet. Could be that he was baking a cake. There's some flour in the car. He was also prescribed Viagra. Oh, it could happen uh, to anybody. Yeah, yeah, it could happen to the best of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Amherst Superintendent of Schools Michael Morris, who stepped aside as superintendent uh, last May for medical reasons, is returning to work amid some uh, call for his permanent departure. 
and an ongoing controversy over treatment of transgender students at the Amherst Regional Middle School. Morris left abruptly in May following the advice of his doctors. That left school officials scrambling to find a replacement. Uh, and uh, and that during this report of neg- uh, negative treatment of transgender students at the Amherst Regional Middle School uh, and a call by Amherst Teachers Union to investigate his leadership uh, and call for uh, the ouster of his second in command, Assistant Superintendent Doreen Cunningham, uh, in part of their roles of uh, in that crisis. On May 9th, writers for the uh, Amherst student publication The Graphic published an expose on the lack of support for transgender students among certain staff members at the middle school. Since then, the graphic has also published another extensive article detailing complaints against uh, Doreen Cunningham's leadership, primarily related to her whole uh, her role in uh, hiring practices at the school district. And this guy's coming back like right now Ooh. and picking up all this mess. You know, I, uh, I hear that story and I will I will refrain from what I really feel about the story, but I will point out, uh, gosh, uh, Vito Perone just saying ladies seems like, <laughs> seems, seems like a minor indiscretion. <laughs> it seems like really, yeah, it's, I don't even know how that's an indiscretion, you know? What yeah, I mean? it's, it's right. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Jeez. Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, good luck picking that up. Uh, again, a river, flo- a, flo- a river flood warning in effect until eight o'clock today. It's affecting all kinds of towns up and down, uh, the Connecticut River, including uh, Springfield and Holyoke and the Holyoke Dam. And then thunderstorms today, tonight, tomorrow's not looking all that great. Sunday's not looking all that good. A high of 81 today. It's 68 degrees right now on Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is... Dr- yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and the Beatles with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. It's uh, going to be kind of crappy today. River flood warning until 8 o'clock through uh, Hamden County down to Hartford. Uh, that includes Montague, Northampton, Holyoke, the Holyoke Dam, and through Springfield, Thompsonville. You can keep going down south as, uh, as far as you can. Thunderstorms today. Some could be severe. A high of 81. It's uh, 68 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Join the Rockwood 2 Road Crew this Wednesday from 7 to 8 o'clock at night at the Hangar Pub and Grill in Greenfield, the first 50 people that walk through the door and go to the Rock 102 table will receive a limited edition Rock 102 Greenfield's Classic Rock t-shirt. How cool is that? Uh, while you're there, try the Hangar's limited edition wing sauces and get an Amherst Brewing uh, brewing beer on draft. That's Wednesday, 7 to 8 at the Hangar, uh, 730 Federal Street in Greenfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. We don't go out to Greenfield very often. I was going to say. You go out to Greenfield <laughs> with clean clothes? Oh. Man, all of a sudden, that's a whole night out. Yeah, I, I wore a tie there once they made me the mayor. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't have to get elected? No, you, you can tie that knot. You can lead here. I'm just kidding, by the way. That I actually know the mayor of Greenfield. A really, really nice lady. Roxanne. You know her? Yeah. Well, she's a friend of mine's uh, mother. You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm learning about you because uh, after working with you for you know now a couple of weeks, you learn I don't function well on low sleep. What well, else? Th- uh, well, there's that. I mean, that's that's, that's a given. But it's like uh, I'm almost at the point now where I don't think there's anybody you don't know. I uh, I've been in this uh, godforsaken part of the country for my whole life. Yeah, so but a- but you've asserted yourself socially to such a degree that. <laughs> Yeah. That you know everybody, and and it's legitimate. It's not you know you're not 
I You're know not name it. dropping. No. It's just that that's it's these are people you know. Yeah, I mean, what do you really benefit if you name drop the mayor of Greenfield? You know what I mean? It's like not well. Know, I mean, if you nothing driven, to slight her, she's a very sweet lady. If you've driven around uh, the city of Greenfield, you know, there's <laughs> all kinds of options. Hey, now, do you are you going up there for that thing, or is that a thing that you got to? Is that like one of those things? That's just a, a road crew event. Okay. I will not be going okay. up there. Because uh, I was going to tell you, if you go to Greenfield, there's a great restaurant there that I like, too. Which I mean, one's obviously that? Obviously, the hangar is amazing. Uh, the fact that they got a hangar now, they, sh- they should literally have a parade and probably a ribbon cutting up there because <laughs> they got a hangar. It's a great place. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a little Mexican place up there called uh, Mesa Verde. Really? Ooh, buddy. Really? Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, then that's two places to go to, the Hangar and Mesa Verde. Mesa Verde. I know we love talking about food, and I just want to point out for five days straight we have talked about food, and not one damn food item has shown up in this I, studio. I don't, I don't know what people are thinking. You, you Clearly, I mean, we, you, I mean, we've literally said... Boy, wouldn't it be great to have food this morning? <laughs> and that's we've been doing that since Monday. Yep, nothing. I don't see a damn thing. Nope. A fine burrito bar, they call it. Yes. Mesa Verde. Yes. Bartender, round of burritos <laughs> for everybody. Your finest burritos, Yes, sir. Uh, crack open the finest burrito. Would you like to sniff the shell? <laughs> it is a great little spot, though. It's like, you know where the main street? Actually, Greenfield, to me is one of those places that really has that potential to become like a little mini Northampton. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it's become, over the years, it's become more uh, artsy kind of and uh, kind of had a culture and an identity, like it seems like. And that place fits it perfect. It's it's just off the main street. It's like almost in the basement of one of those buildings. You walk down into it. But the food there is really good you know and i like myself a good burrito no i hey listen i'm i'm with you on that yeah but like my, i won't go to chipotle when i'm here for my burrito if if i can right I go to bueno isano i hear that i like bueno bueno is good someone told me there's a place in east hampton that we got to go to mission something mission cantina maybe okay Mm, you know, maybe sad. we might need to map this out because uh, in two weeks you and I are doing this together <laughs> again. So yeah, maybe we might want to figure out uh, some ways of grabbing lunch. Unless, of course, you're doing five comedy shows in a week. Well, that this will never happen again. I make this pledge <laughs> to the victims of all my comedy shows over the last week and to the, <laughs> and to the poor people slash, who have suffered. <laughs> to the <laughs> victims slash listeners. I have made two GoFundMe pages uh, for all of your benefit. Um, sorry. Um, you know what's weird? I was thinking about that, though. Uh, you know, you came out. You were nice enough to come out to the early show on uh, on Wednesday at Loft. And um, I was like, Jesus, you know what's funny? You're the only one who had a full picture of kind of how crazy my life has been and how crazy my life is. Yeah. Because you saw me stumble in here at 5.25 in the morning rubbing my eyes. And then you saw me 14 hours later walking on stage like, hey, everybody, I'm in a great mood. You know, <laughs> one of the things that, that, that I didn't mention is when we got there on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walked through the front door. You're, I mean, you're there. Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're literally right through the door. And I'm two feet away from you. You didn't even realize I was there. And it, and it wasn't because... You didn't want to know I was there. It's like I could see in, in your having been with you for like you know, a couple oh. weeks now. I could see in your eyes that they were kind of 
partially rolling into the back of your head out of exhaustion. Yeah. Like, like the tank was empty. And yet, <laughs> I mean, once you realize I was there, I mean, you were nothing but nothing but awesome. But it's like, I'm thinking, how's this guy going to get through a show? And you, I mean, you crushed it. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, the adrenaline had taken over by that point. I'm going to have to take your word for it because I don't remember anything I said on stage because I was so overtired. No, it was. But I mean, it was as awesome. Long as everyone liked it. That was fine. <laughs> well, you know, that look in, in my in my eyes was also the fact that uh, this week, because of the logistics of having so many people come in for one show and then turning the room over, getting them out and getting the next group in and stuff. You, you don't even realize all the missing pieces of everything that's going on. You oh, know? yeah. And, and Ed and Nuno, who, who actually own the place, they're great, but they can only handle so much capacity of what's going on. If the right. bartender, this bartender is upset with that bartender, they, they, they handle all of that. And someone threw up in the men's room. And, and for me. Oh, yeah. I meant to, I meant to mention that. <laughs> sorry yeah, about that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I probably should have cleaned yeah, up after myself. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what it was like last night was just. And when I saw you, it's just like all the people. Oh, all yeah. All the things. Saying, totally overstimulated. This person says they know you, and they were wondering if they could get in even though it's sold out. That person's upstairs. They said they really need to talk to you right away. This person needs it. And I was – it's just – it's all processing it all. And Listen, I'm like, I, I, I would never have done that to you because it's no, like, you it's like you, you were already pulled in a million directions already because, you know, at that point, these shows hadn't begun yet. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of considerations, a lot of things to do. But you and Jenny came in, and it was like a welcome uh, respite for me because I was like, oh, this is this is good. I can just spend the next 10 minutes with Bax, and everyone will leave me the hell alone. No one will be in my <laughs> ear about everything. That's why you were like, I mean, you, know, you don't have to. I was like, no, no, I really have to show you guys around, and I really have to get you guys some drinks, and I really have to, you know. You guys are funny too. I'm like, what can I get you? I'm like, listen, whatever you want for food or drinks is on me. Yeah, you were stuffed full of Munich House, so you didn't want any of the food. Right. Chef Larry was bummed. I'm thinking he was like, ah, I can't wait because he hears us talk about him and talk about the food. I think he was all excited to to wheel out some food for you guys. And I'm like, <laughs> they don't want. And then I was like, well, I'll get you drinks at least. And then you you come out with, uh, I'll have a seltzer. And then I'm like, all right, whatever, Bax, I get it. You know, I get up early with you. Fine, you want a seltzer? <laughs> you mean like a like a like a truly yes. or like a yeah? I was like, that's what I said. I was like, you want a truly or high noon? You're like, no, just a just a seltzer. And I was like, all right, I get it. I can't make fun of you, you know. But then I turn and I look at Jenny, and I'm like, you know, I know I know she's on vacation, you know. And she's like, mm, I'll have a Shirley Temple. And I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you two are really. Yeah. Oh, listen. When it comes to comping the Baxendales, it, yeah. that's not really meeting very much. And then I was like, immediately in my head, I was like, I probably shouldn't have reserved those two shows, uh, seats in the front row because they're both not drinking. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is be killing in here and look over and see you both just stone sober. Like, this is not funny at no, all. No, <laughs> but we are in a blast. It was a, it was a real, real funny show. And again, the Loft Comedy Club is a great room. Yeah. Make, sure, make sure you support local comedy. It's a great club to go see some, uh, to get some laughs. And I'll tell people if if they're looking for something to do this week because they're not going to go out in the river, uh, go to loftcomedyclub.com now and get your tickets for uh, for this uh, week and Saturday night. We have Doug Key upstairs. It's going to be great. We're going to be talking to Alicia Dennis from People Magazine Investigates on uh, on ID. Real cool show. Next season is already uh, this season has already begun. Season number seven. We'll be talking to her in just a few minutes on Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rock102.capital1.com for details. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, 
Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when you send your kid to college, you do so with the hope they'll be in a safe environment, far away from the normal brutalities of life. You want them to be in a place where they can achieve great academic success in a non-violent, non-judgmental, non-abusive surrounding. That sort of naive misunderstanding is uh, uh, what my parents got sucked into when I went away to college. And believe me, what those people don't know probably was for the best. Yesterday at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, head basketball coach Jim Foster was fired from his position after bullying allegations were made against his program. According to reports, Foster had a long history of discouraging players from seeking medical attention after sustaining injuries. The bullying became so bad that players chose to not report their injuries just to avoid confrontation with the guy. Reports of these allegations came before the beginning of last season, and after no more than a full 12 months on the job, Foster was finally shown the door. But why did it take so long to get rid of him? Well, it's probably because Northwestern was too busy investigating their football program following a series of hazing uh, allegations. Allegations which led to the firing of head football coach Pat Fitzgerald just four days ago. Folks, you've got an athletic department that's been hit with hazing and bullying violations in your two biggest sports programs, a nationally recognized D1 program at a school that has the nerve to charge $83,784 per year to attend. You got 23,000 students and two coaching uh, vacancies, and these were the best two coaching prospects that those insanely deep pockets could afford? Listen, if hazing and bullying a bunch of athletes is ground for termination, then how do you explain the abuse of charging a kid more than $335,000 for a four-year education at Northwestern? In other words, it ain't just the athletic program that's got problems, it's the whole damn university that's out of whack. My advice, send your kid to a state school and stay the hell out of Evanston, Illinois. But hey, and of my Yavin's Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grills, Weber, Traeger Wood Pellet Fire Grills, the Big Green Egg, the Uni Pizza Oven, and now the Blackstone Outdoor Griddles, Rocky's also has all the grilling gear and fuel. Up your grilling game now by going to Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling destination. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 714 and Ozzy with Bax and Nagel. And Marty Caproni and Rock 102, as, uh, as I've been telling you all morning long, there is a river flood warning until about 8 o'clock this morning from Hampton County all the way down to uh, Hartford and beyond. Uh, Western Mass towns include Montague, Northampton, Holyoke, including the Dam and Springfield, Thompsonville, and uh, and more. It's going to be kind of a crappy day with thunderstorms for the next couple of days and a high of 81. It's about uh, 69 degrees right now in uh, in downtown Springfield. Uh, Alicia Dennis is uh, a producer uh, for People Magazine's Investigates on uh, on ID. Yeah, they do all those uh, those yeah. true crime unsolved uh, things. Yeah, the the type of things that uh, sometimes people fall asleep to. I know a lot of uh, women that I am friends with that are fascinated with murder podcasts and murder stuff. Oh yeah, and uh, I remember uh, being told it's a great show to sleep to, and I. Uh, I, I watched one and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna sleep. I'm like trag. Yeah, I the know. tragedy of it is like bothering me. It yeah, makes I, me I'm, you know. I'm fixated on all of this. There will be going. There'll be there will be no going to sleep tonight. No. Anyway, the uh, the new season, their seventh season, premiered last uh, Monday. Uh, the next one is coming up uh, this Monday, and she's on the phone. This is Alicia Dennis. Good morning, Alicia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very very good. Uh, it's Bax and uh, Marty Caproni who's filling in for Steve Nagel this week. Uh, 
People Magazine investigates. Uh, it is, uh, is it's back on the air. What is this, like uh, seven seasons? That's exactly right. It's our seventh season. Now, um, you guys, obviously, seven seasons you've been doing, you've, you've, you've done a lot of this. Every and but there's no end to these kinds of these kinds of stories, these investigative stories. How do you go and and pick these season by season? It's a really difficult process, actually. Um, we have a group of um, journalists that get together, our crime team, as well as our editor in chief, and we talk a lot about the season. You know, we want to make sure that we have a lot of different types of cases uh, located all around the country. And so it's, it's a very difficult process. And a lot of times we're spending, you know, a lot of the day looking at cases that we may look into in a different season. I mean, there's just so many to go through that it's, it's really hard. I mean, I also got to believe that there's a, there's a certain part of, uh, of you guys that says, okay, well, we want to cover this story, but it's been covered nine in, in uh, nine different datelines and <laughs> a bunch of other investigative right. stories. I mean, there, there must be. I mean, some of these stories must be in some ways underreported for them to to make themselves even maybe more appealing or new. I mean, do you, do you look at what kind of coverage these stories have received in the past? Definitely. And we try to see if there's anything that we can do to move the story forward, if there's something new that's happened in the case, if there's maybe a person who's never spoken before. Even though the case has been covered a lot, a lot of times we'll find someone connected to the case who's never really shared their story. And that's the kind of detail that we try to tell within People Magazine Investigate. Now, with the uh, the investigation that you uh, aired uh, this past Monday uh, of the uh, the Girl Scout murders, this is a, a 1977 case. Three Oklahoma Girl Scouts uh, away at summer camp. Uh, it's a two hour uh, premiere for for this season. Tell us a little bit about about that case and and uh, and what happened there. You know, I think that that was just a convergence of many, many horrible, horrible things happening at once. It's a case that happened in Camp Scott in Oklahoma, where every year, for years, parents would send their kids off to Girl Scout camp. It was something nobody worried about. It was supposed to be a place that was full of joy and discovery and happiness, and nobody really had any second thoughts. And this particular year, it was the summer of 1977, on the first night of camp, three Girl Scouts. Um, their names were Michelle Gousset, Lori Lee Farmer, Doris um, Milner, were all in a tent together on the outskirts of the camp. And in the middle of the night, they were attacked and killed. Their bodies were found the next morning. And it was such a terrifying case, just this evil monster lurking in, in the woods of this Girl Scout camp. It changed that community forever and, of course, the lives of the victims' families. Hi, how are you? This is uh, Marty Caproni, uh, Alicia. Um, I have a question. You were just saying how it changed like the lives of the community. We had a case here in uh, a place called Aguam, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Lisa uh, Ziegert. 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 Yeah. And uh, 
one of my questions for you in covering these cases and talking to new people, have you ever had one of the cases like reopened? Like have they, or, or, or any developments that, you know, have pushed a case forward from you guys uh, making a coverage of that case? Yeah, such a good question. That's, of course, what we want to happen in all of the investigations that we do. And we had a case um, last season where the district attorney involved in the case um, credited the work of People Magazine Investigates as being essential and making an arrest happen. And so, you know, that's the kind of thing that we just really hope occurs. A lot of times these cases can be cold or they can, you know, not be well known or looked into. And we're hoping that shining a light on this and maybe having an opportunity for people who haven't spoken before to come out and share their stories could be the thing that, you know, turns the tide and, and makes the case break open. This is uh, Alicia Dennis from uh, People Magazine uh, Investigates on ID. This Monday, uh, July 17th, the uh, the next uh, story is about the I-70 killer. What can you tell us uh, about that? This was such um, a, a scary case, and p- police had such a difficult time trying to figure out exactly what was going on. There was a serial killer that was targeting this area on I-70 between Indianapolis and Wichita, Kansas. And this was the spring of 1992 and was just seemingly randomly going off of the highway and going into different retail stores um, and murdering the clerks there. So, you know, you'd be at your job selling shoes and you think a customer is coming in in the middle of the day. This was not, you know, in the middle of the night or anything. And um, all of a sudden these places became crime scenes. And so the police and investigators had to see, find the connections because this person had a very easy escape route you know, to have the highway right there. When you go and investigate these stories, again, Alicia Dennis from uh, People Magazine Investigates, when you go back and look at these stories and you find people who, you know, may have been involved, may have been around at the time, you know, people who are witnesses to these to these stories, considering the gruesomeness of a lot of these uh, situations, do you find that they are, that they are uh, you know, free and willing to talk about it or are there some people that just simply you know it's it's too traumatic and they for whatever reason they just they don't want to speak about it yeah we we find that a lot actually um everyone processes grief differently and trauma differently and a lot of times that changes through the years for people as well and so we will have some cases that we'll look into and we'll start trying to find out who would be willing to talk about it. And we discover that the people that are, were involved are not willing. And when they're not, uh, our journalists try to stay in touch with them and are respectful and say, you know, we, we understand that you can't talk about this now. If, if you ever do want to talk about it, you know, we do want to hear your story. That's really important to us at People Magazine that we're telling stories through the eyes of the people that experience these things. And so we'll have a lot of situations where people will get in touch with us later or a journalist will check in with someone who wasn't willing or ready to talk, and now they are. So that kind of thing changes all the time, and it's really unique. People Magazine investigates uh, every Monday, uh, 9 o'clock on ID. Alicia Dennis, it's great to talk to you. Best of luck with the show. Hope this is a successful season for you guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. You bet. Alicia Dennis with Baxton Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 729. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, Yakov Smirnoff is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> I, and I know you are, too. I I really am. The, a 9 or 10-year-old uh, Marty is like, I can't even believe I get to talk to this guy. I've given you uh, some home runs in the last couple of weeks. Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada. Shifts. Yeah, that, that lady from uh, People Magazine. Yep. And then now... Yakov Smirnov. One after another. The hits I know. keep coming. Hey, listen, you know? uh, when I when I put it on the table, you uh, I put it on the table. You do. You throw it down. I do, man. That's uh, that's the way I roll. I like these interviews, too, because I can sleep during them. It's great. You know, it's uh, <laughs> you usually do the talking. I just, no, I'm just kidding. It was, uh, it's fun that uh, that lady from People Magazine, what a, what a fascinating uh, show that is, you know? Well, I mean, you know, Whenever there's like nothing to watch on TV, like on a Friday or Saturday night, we always find ourselves. Well, well, what's going on in Dateline? Yeah, like that's always the last resort. And it's always the thing we wind up watching anyway. Do you do what I do, and uh, all of a sudden you're watching it, and you you slowly transition into a thirty year veteran detective, and you're you're just grizzled and jaded, <laughs> and you're trying to solve the case while you're on the thing. Yeah, you know what? I, what winds up happening is I'll, I'll watch that show, and by the end of the night, I start thinking. With Keith Morrison's voice in my head. Yeah. And it's like, he went to sleep around 10 p.m. Yeah. Or did he? You know, that's, I mean, that's just the way I That's the way I am. I used to do that with uh, Robert Stack from uh, Unsolved Mysteries, that voice. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone know where the remote control is? And you hear the voice in your head, it was looking for the remote control. Friends <laughs> with Adirondack chairs, fire pits, and entertainment five days a week. Enjoy the best of three worlds this summer at the Delaney House on Route 5 in Holyoke. See it all online. 733 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. It's time for news and it's brought to you by Big Y, your family market. Sign up today and save with a My Big Y digital account. It's more than food. It's My Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. That uh, river flood warning that uh, was supposed to uh, cease at 8 o'clock. Great news, everybody. It's now been extended until Saturday at 2 a.m. Oh, wow. Uh, still includes uh, Hamden County and uh, through Hartford and beyond. The Western Mass towns included in that uh, that warning include Montague, Northampton, Holyoke, including the Dam, Springfield, uh, Thompsonville, Middle Haddam, and uh, other parts in between. It's going to be uh, it's lousy today. Thunderstorms, some of which could be severe, a high of 81. I do not know how that's going to affect Free Music Friday at MGM, but I'm sure we'll be keeping you posted throughout the day. But uh, the weather doesn't look good for the uh, remainder of the weekend either. Water levels on the Connecticut River are still very high, prompted by weather events that have been going on all week long. Uh, with the rain coming uh, today and uh, throughout the weekend, North Riverfront Park in Springfield, largely submerged underwater, including a six-foot fence. Uh, the highest crest of the Connecticut River in Springfield was recorded at 17 feet yesterday. That's still below flood stage, which is 20 feet. But you got more rain, so I don't know what it takes to get to another three feet, but it ain't good. Well, I can tell you I'm not one to make a potential natural disaster into an opportunistic moment. But uh, I did notice Chickabee Mass was not on that flood warning list. And I'd just like to point out that uh, View Street Tavern and Loft Comedy Club are at the top of the hill right there, perfectly safe from all flooding. And this Saturday we'll have yeah. Doug Key. Of course, you know, at the at the bottom of that hill lies Holyoke, so 
you know, all the rain that's washing off that hill plus <laughs> the river is going to squeeze Holyoke and give it a good washing. Uh, bacteria levels in the Connecticut River increased as well. And according to the Connecticut Council on Environmental Quality, the pollution is severe. It was caused by existing stormwater control systems that not being able to handle the flow and small rainstorms turned into bigger ones. That means that a lot of material that went into the waterways due to diminished capacity uh, contaminants in the water that would include uh, oils, fertilizers, pesticides, metals, animal waste that's been washed off of roads because the roadways are their toilet, parking lots, and rooftops. This uh, physical and biological contamination makes swimming and other recreational activities unsafe. And uh, you might want to think about not hopping on in uh, yeah. while this, because really reversing some of this damage could take years uh even if there were a change in public consumption and carbon-based products uh you're gonna have a hard time getting everything back for a while and that's how i was saying that people on the boat you know the boats on the river and stuff because there's always one or two that are like ah let's just go out you know the boats like you said there you don't know what's in the river and it's not just trees that have you know submerged and waterlogged and there may be a foot under the surface but you might have like whole roofs and stuff from yeah i mean vermont and 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 there's and there's you strongly urging you know boaters to get off the river and and you know what that makes all the sense in the world if you had a boat that cost you you know well what's a boat cost you well even if it was tens of thousands too much yeah exactly even if if you were given a free boat by somebody like a rich lost uncle somewhere that boat is not going to be in great shape unless you pull it out. Listen, we we still have my my father. I've, I've shared this is in assisted living now, and his boat, with my brother and I, still have, and we're trying to get rid of it. And I'm literally mm. at the point where I was like, it's almost worth it for us to give it away rather than to pay the storage and the this and the that and everything else that comes along with it. You hit something in a boat and you mess your prop or your inboard outboard drive if you're on the river up there. Yeah. It's thousands and thousands of dollars. Stay off the river. Yeah. Know? Go, it's go, just, to, go to Loft on Saturday night. You know, see Dougie. Yeah, good idea. Um, <laughs> you sent me a reel on uh, on Instagram. That's yeah. you know, unbelievable because we talked about this the other day. Okemo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont, which, you know, it's a big ski resort. A lot of people go to Okemo every year. I, it's completely underwater. Yep. I mean, not the mountain, but I mean, everything down below is is flooded out. Yeah. And, and I guess a good portion of the mountain actually mudslided i don't know how if that's the right word mudslid so you're right down the uh mountain and i think it took out some of the ski lifts and some of the other stuff and Ugh. you know and i know people who have timeshares up there and and houses on the mountain and i'm thinking to myself my goodness but then part of me is like you're almost better off if you lost it you know what i mean to get the insurance check because if it takes them five years to rebuild, I don't know how long or if they'll be open uh, or whatever. Have you ever tried to make an insurance claim on damaged property? It's a fair point. Yes, um, I have. Yeah. It may take five years just to get them to give you a check. Yeah. They, they, they come up with all these rules that you don't remember when you just cut them that check every month. Yeah. Of the reason. Yeah, it was a natural disaster, but, uh, you know, it was a Thursday at 4 p.m., and if you look closely in the fine print, between 4 and 6, we don't cover natural disasters. Oh, really? So you mean the high premiums that I've been paying for all these years to have this property protected is not protected despite all the money I've spent? If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The, the best business model in the country 
Every every person's required by the government to give them a bunch of money every month to insure whatever they love and care about. And then the insurance company has absolutely no requirements from the government and just gets to give you a bunch of reasons why they can't give you back your money when something <laughs> happens. You know, when you think about, uh, you know, places like, you know, you know ski, you know, ski, mountains, slope, ski mountains, all that stuff. With what they had to endure during COVID, like everybody else, right. you know, they weren't allowing people to just go, no. even though, you know, skiing, you can easily distance somebody unless you crash into them at the bottom <laughs> of the mountain. True. I've done it. Well, I've, I've, that's the only way I know how to stop. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I mean, they've they've suffered enough, and now you've got a natural disaster like what's going on in a chemo. It's terrible. It's awful. I mean, that that's that's a significant loss yep. uh, to that whole community and the whole their whole uh, economy. Uh, multiple recruits from the Chicopee Police Department have been dismissed. Dismissed! <laughs> After investigation found they were cheating on tests. Wow. Those recruits are part of a larger investigation into Holyoke and Boylston Police Academies, both of which are run by the Massachusetts Municipal Police Training Committee. A total of four recruits have been dismissed. Three of them were training for the Chicopee Police. And the allegations involve recruits taking screenshots of test questions and then sharing them with others. Uh, Chicopee Police Chief Patrick Major said the action like this will not be tolerated, and so those recruits have been dismissed. Well, you know what? Uh, I don't know the fine point details, but being a uh, Chicopee native, I will say if that's how uh, bad it was, then, uh, you know, uh, maybe they learned a lesson, and maybe the city should be happy that uh, they weren't out there on the street. Yeah, I suppose, but, uh, you know... You want to be able to trust your police officers, and so many of us do, that uh, to think that they went through the academy, you know, cheating on the tests. I mean, how hard do those tests be, too, by the way? I don't know. I mean, I know I know uh, Tackleberry and Steve Gutenberg just barely got by. <laughs> Great movie reference. Hey, I know. But uh... <laughs> no, I mean, and, and you know. I used to always say when I manage people, uh, I'll be the best boss you ever have. Just don't ever put me in a position where I have to be a bad guy and we're going to get along great. I bet you if you, I bet you the police <laughs> chief probably has some similar thing that he says. Like, hey, just uh, don't do anything that makes me uh, makes my job tough and makes me have to be a bad guy. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, sometimes people don't listen and you got to do what you got to do. But if you're cheating even before you've gotten the job, that's a bad way to start off a career. Yeah. And, you know, listen. I'm not a bright guy. I've said this a million times. I'm very stupid, admittedly. Mm -hmm. um, I got to be honest. Uh, you know, I, you agreed so fast. I love it. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. Uh -huh, yeah. You weren't even like, oh, yeah, Marty. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, how difficult can the testing be at the police academy? Are they coming at people with uh, trying to calculate how many gallons of effluent every hour are going to the river? I doubt it. No, I don't, I don't think it's that. It's uh, probably like scenarios like... Uh, you know, you pull somebody over, A, B, C, do you tase them? You yeah. Know? No, not yeah. when you're just asking them a question. Like a suspect who's carrying Skittles runs away from you in a red hoodie. Right. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, only, yes. there's really only yeah. one good answer. Too soon. Yeah, Too I know. <laughs> you remember the other uh, story that happened, uh, I think it was like last month, uh, that the uh, manager of the morgue at Harvard's medical school was accused of uh, stealing dissected portions of cadavers? Um, do you remember this story? I do remember this story. All right. Cedric Lodge, 55, indicted after being accused of stealing dissected portions of cadavers then, uh, that were donated to the school, such as heads, brains, skin, bones, and more, and then selling them through social media. A Kentucky man was arrested on Tuesday 
after an FBI raid led to the discovery of dozens of human remains and as many as 40 skulls being used as decorations around the man's home. These human skulls were from the Harvard Medical Center oh, come on. lab. James Knott, 39, oh. of Mount Washington, Kentucky, was in the state's court Wednesday on gun charges, but the FBI, during the search, said it found human remains and a Harvard Medical School bag. Uh, officials found not uh, while going through Jeremy Pauly's uh, phone last year. Uh, Pauly, 41, from central Pennsylvania, was charged in connection with selling the human remains. Uh, he had previously reached a plea agreement with federal authorities, but his sentencing hearing, which has been set for uh, next Tuesday, uh, the day of the not search warrant, oh, last Tuesday, the day of the uh, search warrant, was canceled and is yet to be rescheduled. Uh, FBI uh, found uh, 40 human skulls in addition to spinal cords, femurs, hips, bones, and other uh, other dead uh, human remains. When police asked him uh, if anyone else was inside the home when they issued the search warrant, not responded by saying, only my dead friends. Uh, okay. Some guys simply do not know how to decorate an apartment. <laughs> so it's really, I love the pottery barn paint you chose for the wall. It really matches the femur. Yeah. Uh, great. You know, you know, ever since Pier 1 Imports went out of business, <laughs> I feel like I'm on my own. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, this is one of those things where I kind of hate the fact that judges do have minimum and mandatory guidelines for sentencing. Sure. This is like, they should have some rule in there where they can have three judges and they can all I'll get together and decide can you make your own rule Ooh, you turn into hot bench right <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's, that's hilarious what i what i'm saying is like you you get like uh you get a guy like this he comes in like, so how did you decorate your department with a bunch of severed heads that's cool uh life in prison no chance ever, <laughs> ever. you know what i mean you know if you had an old cheryl teague's poster yeah. and like a you know yeah. like, like say like a coffee table made out of two fine. by fours and, and <laughs> that would have been fine there's certain things here's another one you mow the lawn before 7 a.m life in prison you know like simple <laughs> simple things. we uh we just had that. I don't know if you uh, if you folks could hear it uh, early on this hour, but at exactly seven o'clock, someone was mowing our lawn. Now I, I don't know if you've ever, uh, many of you people have been out here, but it's a fairly residential area. Yes, uh, at seven o'clock in the morning, and uh, you know you want to you want to jam up the uh, the mowers before the rain falls. So that's uh, that's well, what they did right outside our window. Well, here's the funny part. I went out there to investigate. Okay, and. Uh, there, they didn't even mow the lawn outside the window. You know what that was? It was even worse. What? The backpack leaf blower guy. That's what it was. <laughs> so I would like to uh, up, update my sensing guideline. Uh, Judge Marty, uh, death penalty. Yeah, uh, not even yeah. life. <laughs> well, you want to get a head start, you know, before the fall. <laughs> right, right. You know, I don't even know what they're blowing out there. It's July. It's rained for five days in a row, and you're like, let me get that leaf blower Prove to me that that guy with the leaf blower, they must they must pull straws, and whoever's the lucky straw, they're like, you got the leaf blower thing today. The guy's like, that's awesome. Just walks around with the leaf blower, just aimlessly shooting it in the air for four hours, you know. There's a uh, river flood warning until Saturday at 2 a.m. That has now been extended from 8 a.m. this morning. It's now been uh, pushed up a little bit. That includes... Hamden County from uh, from you know Montague all the way down to Hartford and beyond. Uh, it's going to be uh, rainy today. Thunderstorms could be severe. High of 81 tomorrow. Cloudy in the morning with showers and thunderstorms developing later in the day and a high of 87. It's uh, 70 degrees right now on Rock 102.
This is John Mayberry, president of Mayberry Material Handling, with an important announcement. Our business is growing. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni for uh, one more. Well, you're almost halfway through. You're almost, almost halfway through the final show. That's it. That's yeah. it. The uh, the end of the the end of the week. It's been a great run. Great run. I know you had a hell of a week on you because uh, you had that show in in Vermont. But uh, yeah, yeah, I had to drive through Vermont to get to right. it. Was, it the uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I said to you uh, off air when I came in. I said, I don't think it's like balancing comedy with radio. I and I I don't think it would have been a problem if I just had the show in New Hampshire or I just had the shows in uh, in Chicopee. But the problem for me was having it all together back to back to back to back. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, today you're doing fine, but you know, yesterday I could see <laughs> you run 7:45. You had that look of it's the I'm familiar with the look because it's a, it's the same look I get like during like the Mayflower Marathon when you're on Tuesday night at seven o'clock. You know, I got a, a long way to go and I'm hardly done, but by that point I'm so slap happy <laughs> that i'm not responsible for anything that comes out of my mouth yeah, at one point you were like so what do you want to talk about uh, next and I, I just looked at you and i knew i was looking at you with the eyes of one of those abused dogs from the sarah mclaughlin commercial <laughs> <laughs> just looked at you like in the arms <laughs> of the angels <laughs> and you're like oh <laughs> all right well, let, me, let me just do weather uh, i guess we could do weather that's that's pretty much what it boiled down to. But you, but we got through it, and then you had uh, another great couple of shows last night. Yes, Loft. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone that came out. Thank you to you for coming out, and and uh, and you know, um, a lot of people actually talked to me yesterday. Like, yeah, we listened to the radio, and back sounded like he really liked it, so they came out because we talked about it. Um, it was fantastic. Thanks to Mark Norman. What a what a pro that kid is, man. Yeah. It was so funny too. He was he was great. And I, you know, I, I mean, this is like a nationally, a national Big headliner. Deal, yeah. This is not just you know some some slob off the street who's just uh, you know finished up his first round of uh, open mics. This is a, a legitimate oh, you yeah. know, headliner. Well, he's he's on a he's just about getting on a plane right now uh, out of Bradley. He's flying to. Idaho, where he's getting back on tour with Burt Kreischer. There's it's the biggest tour in comedy this summer. Yeah, and he's on that tour. So to get him here in Chicopee was crazy, and and to have everyone show up was awesome. And uh, to see you and see everyone else laughing, well, and being thankful that they had a great night out, it just it it warms my little heart. To me, I think that the most amazing part about it is. So I went on a Wednesday night, yeah. which is usually, you know, in Sucks the, in the comedy. comedy world, it's like the worst possible right. night you could you could ever do other than like a Sunday morning matinee. <laughs> yes. But other than that, I mean, Wednesdays are typically terrible, but that crowd was on fire. Yeah. And so much fun when you're a part of a, of a really great crowd that's totally into not only the headliner, but they were totally into into you, who, you know, who opened the, who opened the show. It's just like, oh, get a... Like from front to back, it was just a great night of comedy. We, it, it really is, you know, we talk about it so much because the hukula was so important to people here. Yeah, and a big part of that was people who would go out and see their favorite comedian when they they come through. And uh, you know, we're not the hukula; we don't have a six hundred seat room or anything like that. But we have enough seats where we can get some of these people now. I mean, I know enough people, and the, my friends Corey from the Comedy Connection. They they, we have enough connections to bring some of these names here and. 
there really is nothing more rewarding than people getting out in the middle of the week and having a great time and then being thankful. You know, they, they came out, spend their hard-earned yeah. money, they get babysitters, they did whatever, they have to get up and work in the morning, but they still come out and they're leaving and it's, I still have to pinch myself because they're like, thank you so much. Yeah, we, we can't wait to you go know? back. We, we already uh, talked sorry. about going back. Well, Doug, Doug Key's there this Saturday night. Doug's uh, Mark's touring opener. I've known Doug since he started comedy uh, probably about 12, 13 years ago. He's got a special that's just dropping now, and uh, he's super fun. So, you know, anyone who wants to go see him. And, uh, and you know, summer, the schedule's a little spotty, but once fall comes, you're going to see it real regular. And uh, it's just going to be an awesome option. And, you know, everyone, of course, obviously, if they listen to the show more than five seconds, has heard me talk about <laughs> every Thursday, $20 <laughs> buffet dinner and a comedy show. So. You know, we have that coming back next week. It's 7.59 on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggink's.com. ggink's.com. Munson Savings Bank is ready to help your business thrive. Hi, this is Kareen Sawyer, Vice President and Business Development Officer. Let our team show you the Munson Savings Bank difference. We help business owners reach their goals with tailored business banks banking, and commercial lending solutions. We get you the answers you need fast because all decisions are made locally. See why so many trust in Munson Savings Bank for their business banking and commercial loan needs. Contact us or visit munsonsavings.bank, member FDIC. When it comes to interiors, Hyundai models have serious game. I'll be the judge of that. I'm in high-end real estate. I know a good interior when I see one. Well, for starters... We offer first-class features like Android Auto, which you can play in the available Bose Premium Audio System. Hmm, like whole house audio. Very high-end. We added available heated front and rear seats. Even the steering wheel heats up. Comfort is big right now. Also, it's flooded with natural light in here. And it's got modern conveniences, too, like available wireless device charging. Open layout, upscale amenities, exquisite driving experience. I could have this under contract in 15 minutes with a one-hour closing. Um, let me work up the numbers and get back to you. It's your journey. Own every mile. Now lease an all-wheel drive Santa Fe for $269 a month or get 0% APR or 1000 bonus cash. Hurry into your Western Mass Hyundai dealer today. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and... Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. We're almost to Yakov. We are at Yakov. We, we, I mean, oh, you know, I Yakov Shmirnov, listen, let me tell you something. When you want to talk about international comedy legends, this guy was killing in rooms in the Ukraine, yeah. killing in Russia. Uh, the guy was just you know, knocking him dead. No props. Nope. You know, no, it, it wasn't a guitar act. Not was, a hack. Come not on. a hack. Not juggling. Not doing the airport no. food. Uh, you know, the difference between dogs and cats. He wasn't doing right. that stuff. <laughs> He was doing real hard nose uh, comedy about being an American for the very first time. Yeah, uh, like an international sensation. Super funny and clean, and like one of the like almost like a Gallagher, you know, like that in that time period. Yeah, where they could be. I spent a whole day with that guy, by the way. With Gallagher? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy, it was crazy. He was a he was a Gallagher or Gallagher two. Oh, uh, it was Gallagher one, the ah, original. The original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even asked him about Gallagher too, and he had an interesting story about it. It was his his brother, and Gallagher got sick of touring, and he let his brother do his act and sent him out because they looked alike. And then when Gallagher wanted to tour again, his brother had so much, you know, getting addicted to the 
applause. And, and he the, wouldn't give and it up. And he was like, no, they love me just as much as they love you. And Gallagher was like, <laughs> no. And uh, so that that became a, a thing. But, you know, these these guys are like, let, that's the people I grew up watching yeah. on, on Carson. Absolutely. You know? So this is going to be exciting. Well, Yakov Smirnov is uh, doing a couple things. One, he's got a residency in Branson, Missouri, which is a big, big deal. Yep. And he's also part of something called uh, the Cubaverse. And you can find out more about that on thecubaverse.com. And he happens to be on the phone with us right now. It's comedian Yakov Smirnov with Vax and Nagel at Rock 102. Yakov, how are you? I'm doing fantastic and getting better. <laughs> it sounds like it. Tell us, uh, first of all, tell us about this uh, this Cubaverse uh, thing you've got going on. Yes. Well, the Cubaverse is showcasing my art, and I'm the first uh, um, artist that they put into that Cubaverse so the whole world can see my art. Um, the person... Uh, who did this is a friend of mine, Mike Rosen, who created this, thecubaverse.com, or when you go in there, uh, you'll see your art in three dimensions. And he uh, asked me to be a first one to be in there, and he wants to give away $1,000 to people who are going to join this contest. I'm going to judge it but you can join it uh, for free and put your art in there and see it in 3d kind of a scenario where you don't need the, the goggles uh like they use for the metaverse you, right. know, you just look at your screen and you see it in 3d so it's very it's great to uh for for artists that are trying to showcase their art globally that's what I'm doing. Now, that you, the winner not only receives a thousand bucks, but they also get lunch with you, right? Well, uh, from what I understand, my uh, because it depends where this is happening. I'm in Branson, Missouri, uh, so I think there's a thousand dollars, and they uh, go to lunch with the creator of the Cubaverse. I'm the one who's helping them to pick the winner. Uh, hey, Yakov. My name is uh, Marty Caproni. I'm actually uh, filling in for uh, Mike's co-host uh, this week. I'm actually a stand-up comedian, and uh, oh, wonderful! Yes, and and I was telling Mike uh, before we started the interview that uh, you're one of the guys uh, that that one of the reasons I became a stand-up comedian. My father used to let me watch Carson like on Friday nights, and I would watch the stand-up. Uh -huh. And it was always, it was like you and Stephen Wright and Seinfeld and everyone that was on that I, I used to yeah. watch and look up to. Which brings me to the question of how do I win this $1,000? Because of you, I am living a life of being broke as a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years of this so thing. I'm, I'm, re I'm responsible. I feel it. I feel <laughs> I, I, whether I win or not, I would just like you to buy me lunch as a payback because I need the money. I'm hungry, Yakov. I I didn't know this is going to be a charity. <laughs> well, I mean, you've heard about the, uh, the 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 starving artist. Marty is the starving yes. comedian. Yes, I have. I, listen, I've I've was one for a long time as well, so I I know exactly what that feels like, and. Uh, I feel for you, but I'm glad that you're sticking with comedy because uh, it got me pretty good results on the on the long run. 
there is some money in that business. Yeah, you're 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 being humble. It's done. It's done very yeah. well by you. Well, and when, when you got a residency in Branson, you're obviously doing something right, sure. or have done something very very well for yourself. I, yes, but it's not an easy because when I when I got to Branson, you know, I was learning English for like 20 years, and then I moved to the Ozarks. I had to start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, uh, we so could, it's, not, it's not easy. Yeah. This is uh, Yakov Smirnov on the, on the phone with us. And by the way, Cubaverse.com is the website if you want to find out more about the contest. We actually have... The, the, yeah, the Cubaverse. The Cubaverse. Cubaverse.com. The Cubaverse.com. We actually have a, 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 a someone in common... Uh, a very good friend of, of this show and has been for years is uh, is Mike Scully, who used to write uh, jokes for you many, many years yes. ago. He's uh, the former yes, producer right. of The Simpsons. Correct. No, uh, uh, yeah, Mike was producer of The Simpsons. Then his brother, Brian Scully, uh, was uh, producing a Family Guy. Yeah, and, and so in fact... Both of them were... Yeah, we we're, we're friends with uh, with both the brothers, the younger brother Neil, and even uh, Mike's brother, uh, Mike's daughter uh, Sarah, used to be an intern here. So we've we've like cornered the entire oh, Scully wonderful. family. Oh yeah, we're we're deep we're oh. deep in that family. <laughs> <laughs> well, say hi from me. I will. I will. So let me ask you this, Yakov. I mean, obviously, uh, there's there's a lot going on uh, with Russia. You are uh, you know, originally uh, Ukrainian. I, you know, there, there's so much going on, and all of it is is largely awful. You know, from a guy who hasn't been you know, there in many, many years, tell us about your thoughts about what's going on with uh, with Ukraine. Well, it's uh, difficult to. Um, first of all, my family is there, uh, so I have still family. My wife is from Ukraine, so they. Um, we um, got the, her mother and her sister and uh, niece and nephew out of there, and they live mm. in Europe now. Uh, oh, her father is still there. He's he's a farmer. He's trying to figure out which side of the tracks he is on because sometime, someday he is on Russian territory, and then next day they took over the Ukrainians, take it back. So So there is a lot of confusion there. Um, I try to be kind of um, not politically involved in this situation because it's really confusing because I speak Russian and I don't really, even though I grew up in Odessa, Ukraine, uh, this is a Russian-speaking uh, yeah. area. So, so it's like two brothers. It's like, you know, it's like Texas guy and and a Massachusetts guy, and they're both Americans, but they are now in in this yeah. uh, shooting brothers, shooting brothers. So it's really sad. Uh, so it's not a humorous for me. It's hard to find humor in the, in so many people dying. Sure, and I'm just hoping for peace. I, I I didn't expect any different uh, of an answer for you. I wasn't expecting you to to, to make uh, light of it. I just know it's a very serious uh, you know situation, and you know everyone yeah. that we've talked to yeah. that that has been involved in it all say the same thing that it's it's really a tragedy what's happened uh, on that border, and yeah. uh, and and I wish I wish your family all the best to, of luck of and and being safe. Thank you so much. So as far as so, 
so getting back to 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 okay. what you are doing, you are in 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 Branson, Missouri. You're like it's like a, one week on, one week off. Uh, you know, for a guy who's made a living saying, "Is this a great country or what?" That's like the best work right. schedule I've ever heard heard of in my <laughs> life. We should all be that well, lucky in America. Well, it it takes a lot of work to fill up. I have a two thousand seat theater, and so I got to kind of be the marketing person, uh, and it's not as easy as it seemed like. But when I go on stage, I go on stage three times a week. And I take some time off, you know, like next week, my wife and I are going to go to Alaska oh, nice. on a cruise. So I do take, uh, so I'm not complaining. I, I, I've, had, I've been very blessed uh, to, that this area, this um, Branson area where people come from like all over. I mean, we have up to 10 million people a year Amazing. coming through Branson. Well, mostly, you know, people in 500 mile radius uh, around it. So it's middle America and they embraced my humor and my sensitivity and my patriotism. Uh, all of those things that kind of came naturally for me. And it, it blended it because there are a lot of people who tried to be successful here, but didn't make it. Um, but Willie Nelson is the one who suggested that I go to uh, to Branson. I was doing his uh, Farm Aid concert, and, uh, you know, they, they liked what I was doing. I was telling them the true story that, you know, this guy uh, played practical joke on me. Uh, he's a farmer, and he, he let me milk his bull. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I learned something. You milk this animal once, you have a friend for life. <laughs> so, so I told this story on, on stage in front of 40,000 people uh, at the Farm Aid concert. And uh, it was, well, you know, so then I go to Willie's, um, the, uh, his uh, tour bus to say thank you. And I open the door and this smoke comes out, <laughs> out of the chimney. And I knew it wasn't like he was barbecuing stuff. <laughs> you know, that it was something different. So, so he is the one who told me, he said, hey, you did great here, here kid. You should go uh, to Branson. They'll love you there. So I got two things out of that. I got uh, uh, advice to go to Branson and two, the big case of the munchies. I know we're all out of time. Uh, the cubist, uh, the, the Cubiverse is, uh, dot com is the name of the website. It's always great to talk to you. Yakov Smirnov, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Yakov. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Yakov Smirnov, Baxter Nagel, and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. If you love chicken wings as much as we do, plan on attending the Wing 28 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, let me see here. Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, today's podcast be posted after 10 o'clock. Right. That'll be very exciting because uh, yesterday didn't get posted until almost 3 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. Not my fault. Somebody else is responsible for that disaster. But anyway, uh, yeah, it'll be posted after 10 o'clock. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest has been Joe Keithley of the Canadian hardcore band DOA. Really cool interview. And then uh, Monday, 
Uh, J.T. Wooder from the band Hawthorne Heights. They uh, they have been around for 20 years, bunch of gold records, and uh, they are organizing uh, the Massachusetts is for uh, is for Lovers Festival, which is coming to uh, Mansfield on uh, September 17th at the Xfinity Center. It's a really cool uh, tour, which is going to very specifically chosen Marcus cities around the country. There's only eight cities in the entire tour, but it's all these uh, these emo bands that are, are in- involved in it. But what's really cool is they're really kind of taking a local approach to each of these markets. Which is awesome. And, and to do, you know, I, I almost, I don't know if it's, it's just me or if you feel this way, but when you guys are like one of those outdoor concert venues, like the Meadows. Springfield's Classic Rock. Fresh, boneless, skinless chicken breast. 10-pound package, $159 a pound. Arnold's Fresh, boneless beef top sirloin steak, $5.99 a pound. At Leon Nissan in Enfield, they got three offers you cannot miss out on. Looking to lease? Don't waste your money on large down payments. Lease with only your first down payment. Looking to finance? Leah Nissan has financing options as low as 0% up to 60 months on select new Nissans. And finally... No charge maintenance with every Leon Nissan lease. Stop in and ask for Miguel Aponte, their manager, for their exclusive offers. Only at Leon Nissan Paloma Drive in Enfield. See dealer for full details. I'm attorney John Heyman. As a member of the motorcycle community for over 30 years, I know. Even when riding in the right, accidents still happen. If you've gone down, we'll pick you up. Call 1-800-HEYMAN or visit heymanlaw.com. It's 8.32 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Remember earlier when I was telling you that there was a river flood warning that was going to happen until 8 o'clock? Well, guess oh, what? Yeah. It's been extended until tomorrow morning at 2 a.m. Woo, we did uh, it. Yeah, no, hey, <laughs> way to go. Woo. Uh, from Hamden County all the way down to Hartford and beyond, Western Mass Towns include Montague, Northampton, Holyoke, uh, the Holyoke Dam, and uh, and Springfield water levels in the Connecticut River are very high and uh, prompted by the weather events from earlier this week more rain through the overnight uh, posing more problems uh, North Riverfront Park in Springfield part of the park is uh, submerged under the river including a six-foot fence you know so it's kind of deep uh, the highest crest of the Connecticut River in Springfield was recorded at 17 feet yesterday uh, that's still below flood stage, which is 20 feet. But did I tell you about all the rain in the forecast? Because it's quite a lot of it. Uh, bacteria levels in the Connecticut River have increased. According to uh, the Connecticut Council on Environmental Quality, uh, the pollution is considered to be uh, severe. And among the contaminants that are in the water, and this is probably the reason why they don't want you in it, uh, including uh, oils, fertilizer, pesticides, metals, animal waste, washed off, that have been washed off of roads, parking lots, and rooftops. Uh, I don't know how animal waste got on top of the rooftop, but uh, that's impressive if your dog can climb the trellis. I have an update that you're not even aware of to this uh, to this story. What is it? Uh, and you'll never guess who it came in from. Our good friend, the ever-vacationing Steve Nagel. No kidding. He sent me something on Instagram, and I, I couldn't see it because it's a private Instagram. So he sent me an actual copy of the video. I just got it on text. So I apologize for not talking to you. Yeah, about no, it that's first. fine. But it is from the Springfield MA Sucks Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know it's going to be good. Right. And uh, it is a video 
when we talk about uh, this idiocy of the idea of going to the river. It is the video of a guy out on the Connecticut River in a wetsuit on a surfboard, Connecticut River surfing the rapids <sighs> that have been created by the flood. Again, let me just say, oils, fertilizer, pesticides, metals, animal waste that's been washed off of roads, parking lots and rooftops. Look at this jerk. What an a-hole. Yes. He's surfing. He's legitimately surfing on uh, the river full of refuse. It's a, it, it, you might as well drop that surfboard in at Bondi's Island in the tank when the thing's uh, whipping around in there. That's how brown and disgusting it looks. And you know if and when that guy falls off the board. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not wearing a life preserver. He's not, you know, he's he's got a good shot of drowning. If not, someone's gonna have to jump a rescue boat in the river, risk their lives to pull this this idiot out of the river. It's it's not so much that the river is flowing, it's what's flowing that's yes. the problem. Yeah, I I I just can't help. when I see one of these. <laughs> when I see one, of these, I can't. <laughs> I can't even. I like. I don't want anyone to die. Let sure. me say that. Right. But like I feel like there should be an order of how people die. <laughs> and I feel like this guy should be right there first and like next up. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Because how inconsiderate I just think of like the rescue people that are gonna have to drop a boat in the river and risk their lives to go pull. Risk the boat. Right, risk the forget <laughs> Yeah, right. Risk anything, uh, for this uh this idiot. Um yeah, stay off the don't be this guy. You know, I can't. I still can't even. You saw the video now. I just I, I've seen. I've seen the video. It, it's it's uh it's unbelievable that that a guy, in spite of the fact that there have been four days of reporting about staying off the river, yeah, not swimming it. Actually, take I, I take that back. It's been almost a month that we've been talking yes. about swimming in the river and how other recreational activities on and around and near the riverbanks are considered to be unsafe. Yeah, don't don't take a boat on the river and this jerk drops his surfboard in like it's Hawaii and just gets... He's in the middle of the river doing this. Yeah. I also <laughs> incorrectly reported something. I reported, obviously, that because when I looked at it cursorily real quick before we went on air, I thought he was in a wetsuit. But in true, I'm a Western Mass moron... <laughs> This idiot is in a pair of, like, cargo shorts and a T-shirt, and it looks like he's wearing, like, Timberlands. It yeah. doesn't even look like he had, and he's just out there, hanging 10, bro. <laughs> no, you're not. You're hanging two. You're hanging number two. You're you're surfing on a pile of poo. This would be kind of like, you know, you go under your sink and you grab a, a, a bottle full of rat poison, and despite yeah. the fact that it's loaded with warnings, you say, I wonder how this tastes. This is like, and you just you're just gobbling down rat poison in spite of all the warnings that it might not be healthy for you. But it's even worse. Like you have people like us telling you day in. By the way, what happens to the natural? We're we're animals. Human beings are animals, right? Right. We're naturally ingrained to know where danger is and where danger isn't. <laughs> There's no part of you that looks at this and goes, mm, "I should probably get the surfboard." There's like no, it's not what a normal person thinks. This is. The dumbest crap I've ever seen. <laughs> it really is. I'm not saying I hope you die, but but we but we're kind of expecting it. Let me put this. That, this is a great way to do it. Let, we can't wish that anyone dies, right? Right. But we can wish like that they learn their lesson probably in a more painful way rather than 
So I hope this guy uh, gets hepatitis. <laughs> hepatitis and, A. And not just hepatitis, but the nastiest, meanest case of <laughs> hepatitis has ever been. Get. Yeah. Yeah, just like, just like the angry, so it's like the angry case yeah. of hepatitis A, B, and C. Now, my favorite part is I can't see who this person is on the surfboard. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, I'm sure this uh, video has been posted around because it's not that I, hard to, no, it to share just these went up. I think it just went up. But one of the things I think is funny is you were like, you feel like you know everybody. You know, you're like, you're like you always seem yeah. to know everybody. <laughs> like, there's a good chance I'm going to get a message like, so you hope I get hepatitis, Marty, huh? It's your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's part of me that's thinking, does Marty know that guy? You know? But, yeah. but, but I mean, honestly... It, 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 it shouldn't take a genius to figure out that if everyone is telling you to stay, stay away. away, to not go on the river, to yeah. not do stupid stuff yeah. near the flowing river that's got nothing but contaminants and you know, f- you know floating barges yeah. of, 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 of refuse, then don't get on the river. It's not that hard to figure out. I it doesn't even we sh- even if this guy doesn't have a radio doesn't have social media doesn't read uh no matter what it doesn't take in you don't have to you can look at it it's brown it's yeah. the governor said i can't believe how brown this is all right it's that on the turd cast we're running a very dark brown oh right? yeah we're, we're almost into the deep black right right and you can see how fast it's moving because you're able to surf it like it's a wave, like it's one of those surf pool things, you know? And you're like, yeah, this is for me. Let me grab my board. What? Um, if anyone knows two things, I have two questions. Uh, where on the river this was, message me. And if anyone knows who this idiot is, message me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know this person, you know, have, have a conversation. You yeah. know, sit him down. Say, look, this is a video of you surfing on the Connecticut River of of human waste and uh, and uh, loose stuff. And you know he's like young. He's probably like in his early 20s or teens where you're you're like I will never die, right? He's got that immortal uh, thing that uh, young men some sometimes have. Um think ahead because that now lives in infamy and you're going to have kids someday and oh, you're yeah. going to try to explain to your kid not to do something stupid and he's going to be like dad dad, but do you remember <laughs> All right, hey, surf's up now. Make sure you grab your board and hit that diarrhea water. Brown Hawaii, oh. right here in Western Mass. I'm gonna hang ten <laughs> or two. Ten thousand pounds of human waste. <laughs> Hanging number two. Uh, yeah, you know, unbelievable. Oh God. Yep. Well, there we One, go. it just it just shows you that uh, you know there are some of us who have achieved certain levels. Of, <laughs> of, de- of development and others simply just haven't. I, I, I cannot. And the reason I want to know where on the river this is is because there's a real fear I have that it and the person is because I, I have a real fear that this genuinely is somebody from my town of Chicopee. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not saying I bet on it. I'm just saying yeah. if you told me I had to bet one way or the other, I would feel very uncomfortable betting against the fact that it's not somebody from Chicopee. How would you feel if you found out that you not only knew them, but they were related to you? Like there's some sort of DNA strand that somehow connects you and this idiot on the river. I'm like, and by the way, when I call someone an idiot and a dummy and a moron, 
I fully embrace that I, too, am an idiot. I'm one of the dumbest people I know. <laughs> Sometimes I do things where I'm like, what What a moron. I, You know, I do that. Sure. It wouldn't shock me if it was a relative. It really, <laughs> I was dead serious when I was like, this This could be my, it could be a double whammy. It could be one of my cousins from Chicopee. Right. This, do you think this is like a last minute decision or do you think he was thinking about this for like the whole day and say, can't wait to get out of work because it surfs up. I think it might be a last decision period. Like maybe this body has already gone over the Hoyoke Dam and you know what? So be it. I will show up at your wake and give a charming eulogy for you. Uh, I, I really hope that's not the case, but I will tell you, uh, <laughs> so I just can't. I can't. I, I, as the young kids say, I can't. I just, I just cannot. I just can't. I literally cannot. Oh, my God. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep, there we go. It's uh, like we said, just a reminder so that we're all kind of on the same page, including that uh, that dope. There's a river flood warning until 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday uh, from Hamden County down to Hartford. Thunderstorms today, some of which could be severe. High of 81. Same thing for tonight. Same thing for tomorrow. Sunday doesn't look much better either. It's uh, 72 degrees right now on Rock 102. It's a good day for a drive to your local Pete's Tire Barn for a great deal on a set of Cooper tires. From now through the end of July, you'll get up to a $75 Cooper tires online or... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and Lenny Kravitz with Bax and Nagel. And Marty Caproni and Rock 102, just, you were just talking about this idiot that's on the <laughs> Connecticut kid. River, surfing on the Connecticut River during, you know, where you're feet away from it being considered a flood <laughs> situation. And the contamination of the river right now is so bad. It's so yeah. severe. The idea of even going into the, even touching the water right now, would yeah. re- I'd have to boil myself by the a- after getting close to it. <laughs> well... I have to plug two. Th- I have to plug the uh, Instagram account that shared this. They have. I've, they haven't even accepted my follow yet. But this Springfield MA sucks Instagram account. <laughs> please follow it. I make one caveat: unless you are the guy on the surfboard and that is your account. No, actually, I think that guy should be aware, and I think he should see what an idiot he looks like. Yes, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. You know what this guy is? This is the, this is the same guy that fires you know fireworks on the yeah. 4th of July off his chest or the top of his head. I mean, that's that's that guy Yeah, who's not afraid of doing something stupid and potentially life-threatening. I, I watched a video of a guy who jumped out of a plane with no parachute, a skydiving guy, that's and he landed, yeah, he landed in a warehouse-sized uh, uh structure of cardboard boxes they built for him i watched this it was like a red bull you know how red bull does those stupid stunts they're like yep. drink our stuff it'll make you do crazy stuff so i watched it and i was like what an idiot does this guy not care about life but i realized that guy at least took steps to preserve his life there was like a sky there was a guy next to him in case he went off course for some reason that could that could help him and hand him a parachute <laughs> they did calculations right. for the win this idiot didn't even he didn't put a wetsuit on that has some buoyancy. He put some waterlogged shorts and a T-shirt on. No life preserver. But then I was like, you know, is yeah, that a life a- worth preserving? I mean, you look at the video. I mean, you know, some people be yeah. you know shocked that he's on the river. But yeah. there'll be some people say, who's wearing cargo shorts these yeah. days? Well, I said to Bax, because uh, there's a talk of me coming in uh, uh, Friday morning, next uh, Friday morning, and I said. With all, yeah, th- with, all with all of us. All three of us, yeah, which I'm, uh, I'm excited to do. And I said, uh, I will be here. Unless uh, 
I die surfing the Chickabee River over the weekend. <laughs> if you see my body twisted, mangled, flying over the Chickabee Falls while you're crossing the bridge Memorial Drive, you'll know that I won't be on on Friday. But uh, I mean, yeah. just look at the just look at the current on the river. I, you know, I, I wouldn't be on that thing on a raft. I yeah. wouldn't be on that thing on, on any on on any device. Whether it, it, it's <laughs> it's it's so stupid. It just uh, it's ridiculous. Also, you know, I, I'm not I'm not trying to kiss in his butt, but really, you guys have the best listeners in the world on this show. I swear to God, they're so great. Because I just asked, can anyone tell me where this is on the Connecticut River, and can anyone tell me who this person is? Uh, they, I haven't zeroed in who the person is yet because he's he's probably kept it anonymous. But right, uh, I have had uh, one, two, three, four. I've had about five people uh, zip me a message telling me it is in Hoyoke. Where the dinosaur uh, prints are in Hoyoke, <laughs> wherever that is. But okay. all I know is, as they said, it's right off Route Five. All I know is that that is right above the Hoyoke Dam. Oh my God! So, so think about that. Like you're not wearing a life preserver. You're not even wearing a wetsuit that provides some buoyancy, so it makes it easy to swim. If you fall off that surfboard, <laughs> and maybe he already has. And honestly. I know uh, we try not to make fun of people who die on this show because it's sad. It hurts people. People have lost their, you know, it's sad. Sure. Uh, but much like the five guys in the submarine before they found out they were dead, and I was like, I'm just saying this now just in case because I can <laughs> when you do something stupid, you yeah. know. Uh, if this guy is dead right now, I I just want to say if you hear me say express any regret about it, it's probably because management told me I had to. Because yeah, I right. still of won't. Course, of course. I still won't feel that. I mean, you can't even say it would be like an accident until drowning. No. Because, I mean, it, everything that he's done here is fully intentional. I would like to name it an invited drowning. It was yeah, right. really like yeah. you. Is, A justifiable it, drowning. <laughs> no one has ever said that. Justifiable drowning. So perfect. So perfect. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it is it is the most justifiable drowning in the history of drownings. It actually makes me feel bad for the guys in the submarine. <laughs> but you think, but think about you guys. But think about the guy who took this video. You know, he sees this a hole yeah. on the on the on the water. He's like, "Where's my phone? Yeah. I have got to I've got to capture this." Which, the fact that he's doing it so close to the dam, yes, is incomprehensible to me. It's so it's so it is so crazy on so many levels. <laughs> and uh, kudos to the unless that person was hired by the guy who on the surfboard. If you were just a passerby and you were like. Look at his jerk. Yeah. And you did one of those. Good for you, sir. You know, we've, we've all done things that were regrettable yeah. when we were drunk. Sure. But I have to know, <laughs> no. how many natty daddies does it take to say, where's my surfboard? <laughs> Hang and I need, I need to wax it up so I can survive the Connecticut River. <laughs> I, I, Here's what I hope. I hope that that guy just happened to be walking by and was like, look at this jerk. I also hope... That if the guy did fall off the surfboard, that same guy looked at his phone and thought about nine one one, and then he was like, "Nah, I don't want to risk those rest." <laughs> nah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> nah, I, I don't want to be uh, tagged with the roaming fees on this one. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> worth thank, it. thank God, this is the day I no longer have unlimited oh, data. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's just about uh, eight fifty seven <laughs> with Bags and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock one hundred two. Live and and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Whew. Oh boy. Oh, well, 
I'm still waiting for my phone to go off. Uh, We're with, waiting for a name, really. I just need a name. Yeah. Someone find me this, uh, what was it called? The Masked Surfer or something? I know there was a name for something like one of those things. For, for those of you just uh, joining us, uh, we were sent a video by Steve Nagel. Yeah, look at Steve, by the way. Yeah. On vacation and just still helping out. Just, yeah, he's just, bored. He's bored. He's, he's, he he ready, wants to be back. He wants now. to come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he sends the video of this guy from uh, the, and this was posted on an Instagram account. To, you know, Springfield MA sucks. Uh, on <laughs> yeah, Instagram. I want to plug them as much as possible. If this is their content, I think everyone this should is, subscribe. This is the best thing they've ever posted. <laughs> it's a guy on a surfboard surfing on the Connecticut River as it approaches uh, flood status, and. and uh, it's maybe the stupidest, most irresponsible thing I've ever seen in my life, but, but oh my God. But the the people uh, phoning in, too, that have told us where it is and everything, thank you. Yes, uh, uh, by the uh, the dinosaur tracks in Holyoke. Yeah, right off Route 5, which is above the Holyoke Dam if mm. you're tracking at home. Yeah. And uh, as I stated previously, uh, this guy is in uh, shorts and a T-shirt. So uh, if he hit the water... yeah. Yeah, he might already be over the dam by now. I don't know. Do you blame the parents in a situation like this? I mean, is this like one of those fetal alcohol syndrome <laughs> things gone amok? I said it to you off air. I shouldn't say it on air, but I'm going to. If, if. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's Friday. This payday, it's, whatever. It's Friday. And if this is one where they're like, hey, Marty, we really don't need you. I'm like, worth it. Uh, <laughs> 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 worth it. I, I don't like any loss of life. I feel bad. But if if someone knows this guy is that he has passed and his parents are still alive, I will volunteer to do the eulogy at the funeral. <laughs> With a PowerPoint presentation. Yes. Everything. And I will memorialize this guy every year on the anniversary of his drowning. I will go to his gravestone. I'll take a dump on it, and then I'll put a little guy on a surfboard in the dump. That's it's better than flowers. Yeah, but that's that's a that's a warm and emotional <laughs> act on that's your it. part. Tugs at my heartstrings. Yeah, no, I know, I feel it. I feel it as much as you. We really, really concerned for this guy's safety. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, well, anyway, hey, listen, I appreciate you yeah, being here. Always uh, all a pleasure. This week. Always great. Always uh, a pleasure. It's uh, nine thirteen with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and.